Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing really well. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Hanukkah. Kwanzaa, Happy New Year, all the good things to you. For the next few days, we're going to be playing some throwback episodes here on The Breakdown. We're getting old. Like, we're nearing a thousand episodes. And so uh, we have some greatest hits that we want you to hear from over the years, today, tomorrow, and I think even on Monday. So I just want you to be able to tune in Listen to some of our most important episodes. Please, 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 if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify, and we'll see you here for the next few days with some of our greatest hits. Take care, everybody. The the, the Breakdown. The the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. We are now about at 10 years. I, I, I'm i not really so sure that we are at 10 years of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I think we're more at closer to eight years. <laughs> That'll be an argument for history, I guess. But for me, for me personally, uh, this movement very much started with the murder of Eric Garner and the murder of Michael Brown, and the murder of John Crawford, which all happened in a span of about four weeks in the summer of 2014. Now, of course, there are real arguments that, no, it actually started with the murder of Trayvon Martin. And I get that. I do. And protests and demonstrations started there, and I was a part of those. But I definitely think it, that was indeed the precursor That was absolutely the thing that sparked what was to come. But whether we think of it as eight years or 10 years, we are at this point where we're starting to say, well, what did the movement accomplish? And for my work, for my work with Real Justice and the Grassroots Law Project, there are a number of ways that we try to measure our success. So we have helped to elect nearly 25 district attorneys all over the country. We've poured our heart and soul and money and time and resources and connections into electing the district attorneys of of Philadelphia, of Los Angeles, of San Francisco, of Chicago. All of a sudden, 10 years ago, it seemed preposterous to be able to have prosecutors in those cities who would be leading exonerations and prosecutions of police officers and finding ways to decriminalize uh, substance abuse and substance use and homelessness and poverty. So that's a metric for us at Real Justice. How many district attorneys have we elected? We 
we at Grassroots Law think about how many police have been prosecuted because of our work, either through the direct advocacy that we've had for a family or even through the elections, not just of district attorneys, but of mayors and city councils and others that ultimately led to police being held accountable. Well, that's a metric. But I I think it is very important that we start to ask ourselves, what are the national metrics by which we gauge the real success of all of our work, of all the protests, of all the marches, of all the demonstrations, of all the organizing, of all the organizations, of all the money, of everything that's been done and spent, how do we gauge whether or not that worked? Because what I'm afraid we do is we find metrics that seemingly prove our success instead of defining the metrics and then pursuing them and either we get them or we don't. Like, here's a metric that I think we should have. Here here are several metrics that I think we should have. How many people are incarcerated in America? And is that number increasing? Is it staying relatively steady or is it going down? How many arrests have been made in America? Is it increasing? Is it steady or is it going down? How many people were killed by police? Is that number increasing? Is it steady or is it going down? Like these are tangible metrics. How many police have been prosecuted and convicted for their misconduct? Not just brutally killing someone, but corruption and abuse and violence and, and, and uh, a planting of evidence. How many police have been arrested, charged and convicted for their misconduct? That's a metric. and so. And is that number increasing because police are finally being held accountable? And I think if we could agree, that's that's just those are just criminal justice metrics, right? But if we could agree on what progress looks like, if it is home owner, black home ownership, is that number increasing? Decreasing or is it steady? If it is um, black wealth, black land ownership, is that number increasing, decreasing, or is it staying steady? And can we agree that home ownership or wealth, or like, can we agree on a metric? Is it, um, uh, you know, college graduation or is it student loan debt? Whatever it is, like we have to say, you know what? There are probably 50 metrics that we should be pursuing and considering. And our our myriad of organizations may have 50 different metrics, but you know what? We probably can't agree on 50, but I bet we can agree on these seven metrics. and. In, in our own way, all of us should be fighting to either improve the metric if it's something like 
home ownership or wealth or decrease the metric if it's the number of people incarcerated or the number of people killed by police, or it could be something deeply internal, the, the number of African-Americans shot and killed in America. Well, listen, is that number going up? Is it going down or is it staying steady? And how do we say, you know what? That metric really effing matters to me. And I'm going to be about the business of decreasing that metric of the number of black victims of gun violence. That's a critical metric. And listen, again, I don't, we might not be able to agree on 127 metrics, but can we agree on five or 10 that as a nation, as a people, we say, we agree that these are critical problems and we may wildly disagree on how to solve those problems, on how to address those problems, but we are all going to fight to change those metrics. Does that make sense? Because here's what I know. Um, Some of our organizations and corporations and some of our leaders, we are so different from one another that we may never agree on how to approach the problem. We might not agree on the solutions for the problem. But if we can't even agree on, hey, here are some root metric issues that we need to be measuring, gauging, and, and, and that we should be able to see progress on that's tangible, Because these are actual lives, actual numbers that can be proven. And here's the thing. If if we agree on the metric that the number of people killed by police needs to be decreasing, and say we, we set a goal that it needs to be cut in half in 10 years. Well, if in year one it goes up, in year two it goes up, in year five and six, and by say it goes up 10 years, well, we failed. And right now, because we can't agree on even the most basic metrics, because we can't even agree on how we measure success or failure. Listen, the Urban League may work very differently than the Grassroots Law Project, which may work very differently than the NAACP, which may work very differently than the Nation of Islam which may work very differently than uh, a Baptist organization, whatever it may be. But if we can at least say, you know what? Here are, here are the, f- the five things we agree need to either be increasing or decreasing, and let's all be about the business of doing that through every city council, every mayor's office, every district attorney's office, every corporation. Here are the metrics of change that we care about. That's what's on my heart right now. Like it's not enough to just do the work without really being able to measure whether or not we ever succeed or fail. Now, let me say what I think. I think a lot of people and organizations 
won't want to have these metrics because success or failure is not really what they're about. And that's a problem in and of itself. And we have to ask ourselves, listen, it is not an, is it enough to just fight for change and never see it? Or do we need to be seeing the change that we're fighting for? Listen, happy Friday. Hope you have a phenomenal, phenomenal weekend. I am going to try to spend some great time with my family. Listen, if you are not yet a member, we need you. We need new members. We need returning members at thenorthstar.com. Please go this weekend. Go now to thenorthstar.com and become a member today. And when you can, thank you for subscribing to this podcast. But I want you to check out the Momentum Advisors Show, a brilliant, brilliant podcast on personal finance and how you can lead your finances with purpose and really change your entire financial life. It's produced by the North Star. Alan and Tiffany, who lead that podcast, are two brilliant people that I know, love, and trust. Go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and type in the Momentum Advisors Show. Brilliant, brilliant podcast. And become a member of the North Star today. Go now to thenorthstar.com. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves. And we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom.